Kill the villainous chapter 5 Jason Kazar however, no matter how much I thought about it, I would have been imprisoned. They would be saying I was out of my mind, and at this point, I didn't think that Aris would die by hanging. To avoid suspicion, I had to pretend to be Aris. What would Aris say? How did she behave? I was going to seriously think about it. But the prince couldn't stand it and tried to grab Helena's wrist and leave. Hence I just grabbed him with words. If I sent these two away like this, I wouldn't be able to sleep because it's unfair. Your majesty, you're not marrying me, but a descendant of Miseron. I'm not marrying his highness, I'm marrying the imperial family. You'll get married to me even if you don't want to. Aris seemed to have built up her pride. At least that's what I read of her. A child who expects an innocent ending that she will eventually choose herself. The crown prince stopped walking and turned his head at my words. He had a face full of ridicule. Not me. But the imperial family? You're saying funny things. Didn't you say you were going to love me and marry me not too long ago? Wasn't that your real intention? Aris. You've got a lot of things going on, don't you? My cheeks hurt, but suddenly I felt drained. Did Aris really love the crown prince? Later in the book, Helena denies that it is not love. But Helena did not know Aris. At least, that's what I thought and I didn't know Aris either. Though I didn't know Aris, at least I wanted to be considerate of her feelings, if they were really so. I loved you. Not now. The crown prince somehow looked embarrassed when I looked straight at him and said it, somehow his face looked young. Well, everyone here was younger than me. I sighed and added, thinking that it was only myself that I had to fight. I mentioned the imperial family because this is not my will either but the marriage that my father and the emperor are promoting. And if you want to get rid of it, don't be mad at me, ask, his majesty. Now that I've made this fuss, I think it has already reached his majesty's ears. His face hardened knowing that he will have to confront his scary father. I shook my head and went back and stood in front of the carriage. And the knight looked a little surprised when he saw my face. The knight hesitated a little and did not ask about the redness of my cheeks, but instead told me that something more tiring had happened. There's Lord Kazar inside. I left one and now had to confront another. I felt like I wanted to die under the carriage. Jason, who was trying to greet me, hardened his face. It seemed obvious that I was slapped by the prince. I thought he might want to kill me if I told him a joke that was uncomfortable or useless. Never mind. It had nothing to do with Lord Kazar. I'll do as you please, lady. By the way, what brings you to this carriage? Jason comfortably leaned back and clapped one foot with his legs crossed. The carriage, which I thought was quite spacious, somehow became narrow. The Duke of Kazar wants to ask the Marquis about the oath ceremony of the night. I'm the only errand boy in the house. So I got a carriage. Horses get sick and tired of adventures. I don't want to use them for a while. The position of Lord Kazar should have been given the imperial household wagon. But there's no such beautiful lady in the royal carriage. It was interesting. To see him talking with a constant smile even though he looked like he had a piece of dung stuck under his nose. 
Is that how you ask for help from the villagers and flirt with women passing by? I asked while avoiding the greasy gaze on me. Are you going on your next adventure? I don't know. I wanted to. But since I killed the dragon, the mother of nature, I'm going to hide myself in the capital for a while. Because there are dragons that hate me. I wanted. I originally asked him because I wanted him to disappear from my eyes, but an unexpected answer came back. It was described as just wanting to visit Helena and returning, but in fact, there was such an issue. This was quite interesting. Jason was born after receiving a prophecy from the high priest that he would become a dragon killer. The Duke of Khazar's family tree always produced generals, and because of the prophecy, Jason was raised under harsh and severe training at an early age. The novel already started after Jason killed the dragon and returned, with Helena as a maid in the Imperial Palace. Since the book is about a love affair, it seems that he could not help it. It was the setting where Jason fell for Helena because she looked at Jason, instead of a person who was raised as a tool for killing the dragon. There's some time before we get to the marquee. So tell me a little more about your story. Quote ellipsis dot dot. You are unexpected. I thought you weren't interested. With a slightly surprised look on his face, Jason quickly recovered and smiled again. I could see it slyly coated like slippery butter, so I replied more coldly. I'm not interested. It's because I don't like Lord Khazar asking me questions. At least you won't ask me a question while you are talking. Alright, whatever the intention, I can't refuse the lady's request. Where should I start? As for the prophecy, there are rumors outside the empire, so I don't have to tell you. I was trained to kill the dragon. I had to hold the sword as soon as I walked, and since then, could never take a day off. I used to resent my parents, but I didn't know now that I think about it, they did it to protect me. If it weren't for Helena, I wouldn't have realized it until it was too late and would have regretted I knew I was going to be a dragon killer, but I didn't know when or how I was going to kill it. The family wanted to turn me into a knight, but I... I saw it differently. I felt threatened by the prophecy and feared that dragons might attack wherever I am. So I wandered around. I didn't know if there was a reason to be stronger. Now that I think about it, I think there was another reason. There was uncertainty and I might have given up. Maybe I thought I could die, but in my heart, I had to come back alive. I met a lot of friends while I was wandering. It was a good time. The best relationship among them was, by far, the dragon. Haha, <laughs> you looked a bit surprised. Ellipsis ellipsis. You thought she was a princess? No, where did the rumor stop? Hmm. Like a fairy tale, across swamps and mountains, across rivers and fields, the dragon was huge. I wondered if I would ever see such a big creature in my life again. I'll let you know what I found out later, as they say. The perception of size differs in proportion to the fear and pressure one has. I realized it for the first time. I was scared. I wanted to run away because I wanted to live and I thought this whole situation was absurd. Why was I the only one training when other kids were running around? Actually, I wanted to stay at home. But why should I be the only one wandering around? 
Yes, it's funny, but I couldn't complain until I faced the dragon. Maybe it was because I thought it was my last day. Even if you beat the dragon, you can't go back to normal. However, the dragon somehow spoke in a sad and calm voice. Even though it would have been a moment for you, the time I waited for you was too long. Did you know I was coming? I asked him without pointing the knife. The dragon said that it was not God that gave the revelation, but the dragon, for he manipulated the priest to die. The dragon was not allowed to die by natural causality, because he told me that he was the best product of nature and that it was possible because he paid enough for it. And then the dragon shut its mouth. What I saw wasn't a dragon, and the person afraid of dragons disappeared without a trace. Instead, I had to find and stab his heart, when I finally poked its heart. The earth shook. And I got life. Ellipsis. It was a good story, but I didn't really sympathize with it. Well, there was no part to sympathize with, and no. I was not interested in Jason enough to sympathize with him. Rather, I paid attention to other parts. Instead of his stupid family history. I was worried about the fact that the dragon had to manipulate the priest to die. Not allowed to die by natural causality. That part too. Somehow, it seemed to be a clue. I was sorry for Jason. Who was in a wistful mood, but I tapped him on the hand and asked. Do you happen to know who the manipulated priest was? And what do you mean by not being allowed to die by natural causality? I heard that priest Prometheus was old and passed away in his hometown. I don't know much about natural causality. The dragon only answered, not explaining it to me. Well, I think you can understand it from the eyes of a trivial human being. I thought he would be suspicious if I asked any more, so I roughly nodded. I wanted to find out more. One of the great things about the empire was that it had a culture of good information agencies and that it wasn't illegal. Jason, glancing at me, asked after thinking about it. You're not talking informally to me. That's because we're not in such a friendly relationship. Therefore, it's not a relationship that can be treated as such. When I deliberately said it colder on purpose in case a friend request came out again, he shut his mouth. With an expression resembling a scolded puppy. He wasn't even a real dog, so it didn't have the same effect. When I arrived at the mansion, Jason got off first and reached out to me. I didn't really want to hold it, but since the proper etiquette demanded it, I just tried to put my hands on top of his and get out. But Jason held my hand tightly, don't blame them too much. Being only in the Imperial Palace, even I'm awkward because I've never met my peers. I know it's past the age to be forgiven for being awkward. With my arm bent inward, once again, Jason's affection fell on defending Helena and the Crown Prince. There aren't many people who can strike the Marquis daughter, it was even more so when he said that to me, the victim. Even though he knew who hit me in the face. Even if it was a small child, you'd be scolded by your friend for not doing this, but instead, you're protecting an adult to this extent. My father will be in his study. Then I wish you all the best. As if to shake off the hand I was holding, I bowed slightly with my legs. I said goodbye properly, so you should too? Fortunately, 
Jason was rather tactful. He bowed bitterly and bent his arms. Goodbye, Lady Aris.